It is our number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you today. Holiday spirit now in full tilt. We're not even in December yet. Uh, on the 27th of November is where we sit today. But, uh, but hey, you know, we're going to be into December by the weekend. And then the rush is on for all the holiday gift giving and shopping and parties and nogging and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. Good time of year. Always look forward to it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the phone number, 877-867-1670. If you want your voice to be heard, you can hit us up on Twitter, uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find us um, over on, at, well, you can find Grant at Wisco Grant, Wisco Grant. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Three words, put them all together over on Instagram. Same thing over on uh, Facebook for Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show to watch us over there on Facebook Live. You can see us on YouTube every day. Every day the, uh, the show is on YouTube when I'm here. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can find us over there as well. And uh, watch the program on YouTube. Same thing on Twitch TV, on Kick TV. You can find us on LinkedIn TV. You can find us on uh, Twitter TV, all that kind of stuff, the link there. And then email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, then you can track us down uh, on the website, same thing. And uh, The Zone Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone Madison is our app. And uh, you can also find us after the fact on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. I cannot believe the amount of people that actually are from we, – we were in Rhode Island over the weekend, uh, I, as you know. And I can't believe the amount of people that are either East Coasters that have an affinity for the Green Bay Packers or people that are transplants from Wisconsin that have moved there. We ran into so many people that were Packers fans. That was really cool that listened to the program. And, I mean, we get a lot of analytics. You can see where a lot of people come and, and watch the program from and, and listen to the program. But it was just really cool to meet more than a few people. I mean, to be walking through certain areas and to be, you know, recognized and people saying, hey, I, I listen all the time. I'm a Packers fan. And, you know, it was it was really, really cool. Really cool. We sat in the – I was telling you during the first hour um, that – um, we went to a, a bar, and I, God, I think it was called Finn's. It was Finn's was the name of it. It was Finn's, and it was in East Greenwich. It's right on the bay, and we sat yesterday and watched uh, football. Well, we had a lot of time before our flight, and we went to Kristen. Kristen's dad had used to own a restaurant. We went to the restaurant for lunch, and then we just had time to kill. So we went down to this, this place uh, in East Greenwich and sat on the bay uh, in the harbor area and watched football yesterday with – Patriots fans and Steelers fans and Bengals fans because those were the two games that were on and it was just interesting not to have a rooting interest but to listen to everybody <laughs> especially with the East Coast accent you know complaining about their team and about Belichick and everything you know and it's just it's like just get rid of the name of the coach and get rid of the name of the team and you could just if fans are fans it was just it was a lot of fun it was something where I could just sit back and be like but there was a gentleman there that was a Packers fan and did one of those aren't you Yes, thank you very much. It was it was a fun time. We had a really really good time. We had a, it was a great trip. Um, 
Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the pictures. I tried to post as much as I can. I think I still have another photo dump to do. But if you watch us on Facebook or if you check us out over on Instagram, uh, I tried to post there as much as I could. But we just we had a great time. We went over to Newport. We were in um, – God, we were in Newport. We were in Rhode Island, uh, over in the Bristol area. We were in Pawtucket. We were uh, in ba- – we went to Boston for the day on Saturday. And, yes, we made it to the North Hill – or, yeah, the North Hill and had a great time. Uh, did the Freedom Ride where Paul Revere – you know, you follow the bricks where Paul Revere did the famous ride and went to, over to Regina's Pizza, although Regina's Pizza was completely packed. You couldn't even get in there. But we just, as we did a couple of years ago, we just decided to walk up and down the North End, and which is, for those that don't know, the North End is like Little Italy. And there is some, you know, people with broken noses that run those places. And you just, we just went from place to place. And we had a glass of wine, or we'd have a beer, or we'd get an appetizer. We got some calamari, and we got a couple of different things. We got some meatballs, and then finally, at the end of the night, after you walk about, you know, five, six, seven restaurants and bars, uh, we sat down and ate, and we had a glass of wine before we hit the Uber and caught it back to Thinio Hall, and then uh, headed back after a day of of hanging out in Boston. But what a what a great time! What a great time! So a lot of fun. Uh, and thanks to everybody that gave us suggestions. I mean, you know, there was a lot of people that said you got to go to Regina's Pizza, and we really wanted to. I got a, I got a really, really, really cool picture. It almost looks like it's a painting uh, of right out in front of Regina's Pizza, and uh, we didn't get in. The line was, first of all, I love pizza. Don't get me wrong. There is not much that I would stand in 20-degree with winds whipping through the, uh, the alleyways that I would stand in an hour-long line outside to wait for. Pizza is not one of them. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't do it. Uh, I love Geno's and I love San Giorgio here in Wisconsin, but I wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd be standing outside for an hour waiting to get in. But we just kept walking and found cool places, and that's the way it was. Uh, in the meantime, the Green Bay Packers, they uh, they found their way. Uh, all of a sudden, man, it's like the, the, the switch was flipped. So do you believe, do you believe, that the Green Bay Packers have found their groove. Do you believe that the Green Bay Packers are now a team ascending? Do you believe that this team is going to find its way into the postseason? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Uh, Jeff says, I'm not sold yet. Uh, As you say, one game does not a season make. Uh, Shane says Packers not quite there, but progress and growth is all you can ask for at this time. Hopefully, uh, they can hit on some of the O line draft picks or, or free agency to come progressively through the next season. Uh, Tom says whether you like or not Green Bay, whether you like it or not, Green Bay Packers are in a growing year. Uh, Love has the same record as Rodgers did on the first se- stop. Tom, the the whole Rodgers comparison is dumb, and you need to stop. Anybody, I see that popping up everywhere as if you're going to say he's the next Rodgers. So, so let me ask you this, and I said this the other day. It's a statistical analysis. That's all it is. But it's different players, different people, different coaches, different schemes, di- different everything. So tell me at the end of the day, when you see that, what does it mean? And I want people to respond to that that do this. What does it mean? So what? What does it mean? Does it mean that Jordan Love's really good? 
Does it mean that Jordan Love's on his way to a Hall of Fame career? Does it mean that Jordan Love's gotten lucky? Does it mean that the receivers around him are starting to grow? What does it mean? That I want to know because it's the comparison that can completely it, – it, it was like I, I yelled at people when I said, don't compare Rodgers to Favre. He's not Favre. I, I I don't know what people – you know, other than just looking at stats and going, oh, okay, w- what does that mean? Jeff says it doesn't mean anything. It's just noteworthy because it's strange. Absolutely, Jeff. 100%. 100, it's just – it's noteworthy. It doesn't mean anything. Completely agree with you. Um, so let's see here. Uh, this one's from Sip who says Seattle and Minnesota are better than us. We won't make it. Do you think that Minnesota, Seattle, maybe, do you think Minnesota is better than the Packers right now? Sean says it means that love isn't the bust that people have said. How do you know? Because of the last three games? How do you know? It's, it's again, it's not the same receivers. It's not the same line. It's not the same defense. It's not the same coaches. It's not the same scheme. It's none of it. So how do you know? It's the same thing that I said when I had an opinion on love, but I said I'd wait and see. You know? And I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. So we'll see. But, in, you know, in the, you can get into the comparisons of many different areas. Just, But I, I think just wait and see. The Rodgers comps, you, you asked what it means, Bill? Yeah. I, for me, it just means that we don't know anything. Like, Rodgers' stats didn't scream Hall of Famer. Jordan Love's nope. stat, like, we could look back in two or three years and think, well, we didn't know anything about Jordan Love. Or maybe he, he stunk all out. I just, I don't think it means anything. It's just interesting that the numbers so closely match up. I think that's it. We, I, that's just it. It's just a note. It, you know, it, but I think this goes to what I'm getting the sense of is anybody that jumped on the Jordan Love bandwagon is finger pointing. The see, I told you so, because I saw a lot of the where are the haters at now, which you didn't see two weeks ago or three weeks ago. They were silent. And that's a, a, a lot of season that's gone in that direction. So my point is, is that he's not as bad as maybe what people thought. He's not as good, I, but I don't know. But I don't think there's, but, but it's, it's all of a sudden the people that are on the, and that's fine. If you want to be a fan, I don't have a problem with that, but it's, it's the people that want to come out and start pointing fingers to say, see, I told you so. And it's, you can't do that. Because if that were the case, then you would say that Justin Fields in his first year in comparison to so many quarterbacks that had played for the Chicago Bears was by far, one, the best, and two, was ascending, and he was on his way. Right? I mean, couldn't we have said that? 
And I even said, he opened my eyes. He was better than I thought he was. And then he came crashing back down to earth. Now, granted, he's had different coaches, different systems. I understand all of that. But that was what people were doing down in Chicago. And I, I, I just I, – I, I want to wait and see. you got a big game coming up. But here's two things. One is, how is he going to handle what Spagnola is about to present to him and the defensive coordinator for the, uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs? Because you know it's coming because he blitzed the hell out of him his first kick. Now, he may not do it as much in this game coming up at Lambeau, but you better believe he's going to figure out ways to put pressure uh, either, either up the gut or on the edges on, on, on Jordan Love. And the second thing is, after this contest, against, quote, lesser teams, how do they perform? How do they perform? And I want to see that, too. So... Yeah, you know, it 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 is what it is. And Matthew, when people are uh, in cahoots with the team, they're going to say that. They're going to say that. Eight seven and and by the way, they some are saying that the the Chargers, um, Marlboro man says the Chargers are the best team we've beaten. They are still miserable. We haven't beaten anyone good. Are you kidding me? The Detroit Lions are good. Marlboro man, the the Detroit Lions are a good football team. Uh, Bill, when or what is going to make you go all in on love? How long does it take or not take? Um, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great question because I thought by now I would have a firm grasp on my opinion and I've been trending in a, in a certain direction pretty much for the most part of the season. And the game against Detroit opened my eyes. Uh, sometimes there's something to be said, not just for talent, but for being on the same page with your guys. And I thought they did a really good job of that. There was a lot of good throws. There was a lot of good moments in that contest. With the things that Jordan Love did, both with his arm and his legs. And... I, I give him all the credit in the world. He deserves it. Deserves it. And we've always tried to be really honest on the program, and much to the chagrin of some people who are just all in on one way or the other. But if if he plays well, we're going to say it. If he plays poorly, we're going to say it. It doesn't mean you're hating or bashing. It just it's the truth. Otherwise, we'd be hypocrites. So give him credit. But now you want to see, okay, can you continue to stack success? Played pretty well against Pittsburgh. Played better against uh, the Chargers. Played really good. Played really good against Detroit. So now you see if you can build on it. That's kind of where I'm at. 877-867-1670. Is this now, in your eyes, a playoff caliber team? 877-867-1670. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Hit us up. Hey, uh, good weekend this past weekend, uh, from what I understand. It's some really good music and some fine, fine people down at the Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, whether it's fine bourbons and whiskeys and the big walking humidor, and they've got live entertainment on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you're looking to go down and uh, maybe watch the uh, the Christmas parade, and God knows the tragedy just a couple of years ago, uh, it marred a lot of us uh, in many different ways. 
Uh, great place, uh, downtown Waukesha in general, not just the nice ash, but uh, all over Waukesha downtown. Uh, support those small businesses down there. And, uh, you know, the area obviously still recovering from the stigma. Um, and you just, you just kind of want to be a part of something that's good. Uh, and it's on the come. So that's downtown Waukesha. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Welcome back. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Good to have you on board. Good stuff today. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. Hey, don't forget about our friends, Jim and the gang out there at uh, One Collision County Line. And if uh, this time of year, whether it's a little bit of slipperiness on the roadways or, God forbid, you hit a deer, uh, you may need the services of a terrific, terrific body shop. And they did an absolutely fantastic job in my vehicle. Uh, One Collision County, County Lines in Menominee Falls, and people come from all over. They're just that good, and that's what I found out. That's how I ended up there. And a friend of mine suggested it, and a couple other people said, oh, God, yeah, they're really, really good. And damned if they weren't. And I uh, loved it so much. I said, hey, I would love to be a promoter of your product. And they said, let's do this. So One Collision County Line, Menominee Falls. Call them 262-251-1700. If you need body work of any type, hail damage, deer hit, you know, sliding into a guardrail on a snowy winter's day, whatever it happens to be, oh, my goodness, are they that good. And it is hard to match gray paint, gray silver fleck paint, and they did it. And I know, I worked in the business coming out of high school. Uh, it, it's tough, but they matched it perfectly, perfectly. Great job. Uh, one Collision County Line, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, 262-251-1700, 262-251-1700. That is the place to go, hands down, hands down, without a doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We'll chime in with him. Uh, let's get to X-Man listening to us in Madison. X-Man, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? I'm doing well. What you thinking? Okay. First of all, let me put it out there. First of all, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. Die-hard okay. Dallas Cowboy fan. But I do want to give you props 
for backing your team. I totally dig it. And But there's only one thing. I've been watching the Packers play. Of course, I live here in Wisconsin. And to me, to me, it seems like every team, 32 teams, every team has bad games, mm-hmm. bad days. And it seems like that's the only time that Love can really get a win. Because just like you said, he did great, and then he just blows it. He does great, and then he just blows it. Even I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, like I said, Dak Prescott, he has not even, with all those wins we have, blowing them out of the water until he can truly win with a good, with a great team, he'll never be a great one. And to me, the way I see it, because I can look at it from the outside looking in, where you guys look at it from the inside looking out, that he has not, everyone that he has won against just had a bad game. It was just, was it in the cards for the other team? Well, that's why I want to see, and appreciate the phone call, X-Man. That's why I want to see moving. Look, one, teams can have bad games against you. I don't disagree with that. But the only wins that you get are against teams that had bad games that day. I think sometimes, you know, and, and Matt LaFleur does it maybe far too much, but sometimes you got to give the opponent credit. And the opponent would be the Green Bay Packers and what they did and what they do. And, yeah. Sometimes you make other teams look bad. You just outplay other teams. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of hey, you earn your wins. It's a National Football League. You're probably going to win one and lose one. You shouldn't, but for the rest of the games, you're probably going to be what you are. And the Packers, up until the last couple of weeks, have not played very good football. They haven't played complimentary football. They've had a lot of things that have shot themselves in the foot. They have not been able to extend drives. They've had you know, um, pre-snap penalties. They've had dropped passes. They have had missed tackles. You know, all everything that could go wrong has gone wrong at some point this season. And then you throw in the mass amount of injuries and you say, okay, man, this team has endured quite a bit. And yet they still were able to beat a really good team in their house on an, a, an incredibly special day, that standalone traditional day. So I give them all the credit. Uh, but – I'll, I'll I'll agree with you in the sense that I don't know specifically what they are yet. Let's see them play the Chiefs. Can you back it up? And then let's say you play really well, but you still don't win. Okay, we can live with that. But do you then take that playing better and put it against teams that are lesser than you and win those games? Because that's what I'm expecting now. So there's still quite a bit of football left to be played, and I, and I go with what Grant Bill said. I don't think we still really know. I think we've seen glimpses, and that's great. You need to see it on a week-in and week-out basis. So let's, let's see what next week holds. We don't know what Jordan Love's going to be next year or the year. We don't know where this team is going to end up, but what games like this do, Bill, I think, is they, they help us set our, our expectations. Like With every week, yeah. I get more confident that Jordan Love is not bad. Like, okay, his floor is going up, and games 
like Thursday, I also think, okay, maybe his ceiling is also going up. How 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 good does he ultimately end up being? I don't know. But with every week, I'm I'm getting more sure that he's not bad, and I'm getting right. a little bit more sure that he maybe could be good or maybe could be good. We're shifting our range of outcomes up with every game right. like this. I think, like you said, the floor is coming up. And I think that's where we're at. And rightfully so. No problem with that. Um, but I, I'm not going I, – look, I didn't say he's terrible, needs to be drummed out of the league, and I didn't say he's the best thing to ever come into the league. I'm just kind of waiting to see. I think that's where we were a couple of weeks ago. Let's wait and see. Is it trending in a better direction? Hell yes. Big time. Let's go to John listening to us in Atlanta. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. What you thinking? Good. Yeah, along this topic, here's my take. Um, I don't think we expected that type of accuracy from Lawrence. Um, that game, and I know you've doubted that accuracy. I have a little bit. But I don't think he could have played a more a better game accuracy-wise. He had the right. one deep ball. Watson had to come back. That's your average NFL long deep ball. Not everyone's in stride. So even there, he was okay, a little better. Uh, but his accuracy – was spot on. Even the throws in the flat, the mid, you know, the uh, mid-range throws. I don't think he could have played a more accurate. So at least we saw that. I think that's a massive, that's a massive building block, and it helped that Hutchinson was, you know, obviously at that day. But I mean, that to me is a huge positive, and he didn't do anything dumb. He rarely does dumb stuff, and to me, that shows something solid too. But here's my take on Love. Honestly, I think organizationally. Looking at the last 30 years, I honestly feel we mishandled two Hall of Famers um, on a couple couple layers. So, personally, Love, honestly, if he's a top 10 quarterback, I think organizationally will do will actually be. And I say that for two reasons: we're not going to be. Secondly, I just think organizationally we're not going to rely on that one guy. That's what we did with Favre. That's what we did with Rodgers. And I guarantee, because we relied on those Hall of Famers so much. That definitely prevented a couple goals. You know, we lost on we lost on some free agents that would have helped those guys so much. I always think of Moss and I always think of Lynch, two guys that would have came in with both of those quarterbacks that could have got us over the over the hump when we needed it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say organizationally, I think you've got a top ten quarterback um, and that last caller, the, the, the Prescott fan, Love's gonna be better than Prescott. I'll, you can you can put that down right now, but. Um, I just think they'll do better. I think if, if Love's a top 10 quarterback, let's say 8th, ninth, 10th in the league regularly, kind of like maybe a hair above Matt Ryan, I think mm-hmm. organizationally will be a lot better down the road because you're paying less, plus you prevent the potential diva years. And when Favre and Rodgers got to the diva years, we didn't get anywhere. You know, Oh, we got right. a couple of NFC championships, championships, we got, you know, boat race. But, I mean, I, I just think I, I, don't want him, I don't want him to be a Rodgers. So these comparisons, I think, honestly, are just to, I guess, remind us that He's, a, he's an NFL quarterback, but I don't want him to be a Rodgers. I don't want him to be a Hall of Famer. I just want a right. top 10 quarterback that's solid, that stays away from the diva years. So I'm, that I'm pretty can win you ballgames. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Appreciate the phone call. Um, you know, it goes back to, you know, Ted Thompson kind of looked at Aaron towards the end of Ted's career and said, go win us games. And uh, the same thing with Brett Favre was go win us games. Now they started stockpiling talent, Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings, and you can go through the whole list of wide receivers. Uh, it just seemed like at times, and you know, there were some unfortunate things that happened, obviously with, you know, the uh, the injury to Nick Collins, the injury to Jermichael Finley. Uh, you know, you had, uh, you know, B.J. Raji calling it a career. 
You had uh, the purple drink going on there for a little while. Don't forget, you had some offensive defensive linemen that uh, came and went. But you, 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 you really do. I mean, to win a championship, you need to fortify things. You need to get some young up and comers. You got to be able to draft, and you got to be able to fortify it with that that guy that's going to help your defense or help your offense the way that uh, Reggie White did, the way that Charles Woodson did. Obviously, with good quarterback and good quarterback playing, and being able to supplement a lot of the other talent around them. You can't just win it uh, with a guy. And I think that was kind of the thought down the stretch that, well, as long as you got Rodgers, you got a chance, which is what we all said, right? And I, I think it was a, a, erroneous to just say, just with that chance to get there, like you're going to catch fire and you're going to ultimately win it. So maybe we bought in a little bit too much. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We'll get his thoughts on what went down this past Thursday. What went down this past Thursday as the Green Bay Packers knocked off the Detroit Lions in fine fashion at Ford Field. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this Monday, the 27th of November. Packers got a nice win uh, on Thursday on Thanksgiving. A, uh, in somewhat surprising fashion. And we talked about it. We said, could they do the improbable? And damn it, they didn't. Talk more about it. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the hotline. Eric, how you doing, man? Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Trying to stay warm today, though. But, uh, yeah, man, filled up on some turkey. So it looks like you had a nice weekend, too. Yeah, it was great. We had a we had a wonderful time on the East Coast and was all over the place. And uh, it's good to be back home, though. That's for sure. I did find out uh, that I have a mouse in my pantry. So uh, I got to now go take everything out of my pantry and find out where the hell the mouse is. But other than that, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, the guy that kind of stole the uh, Thanksgiving cheer from the Lions fan was uh, was Matt Lafleur and Jordan Love. And give me your thoughts on that contest because you and I have not really chatted or texted since that game. No, I um, thanks uh, for asking. I, you know, it was kind of the culmination of what you have been seeing for the last three or four weeks. Here, you've seen some decent play uh, from the, the offense, and and most importantly. Zero drops, I believe. I think there's only one drop that I recorded, maybe two, but I know for sure one that was recorded from the uh, the receiving group, and that is huge because those drops a lot of times happen on third down and, uh, you know, drives are stopped. So how can you, you know, project what you would do if you if that guy catches that football? So it's a big difference, um, you know, when you see the, the skill players doing uh, the things the right fashion and all of the things that we've been seeing from Jordan Love um, you know, there's much of maligned during that four-game skid there where they were struggling a little bit, but you couldn't pin it all on love, certainly some of it, but not all of it. And you, what I really was interested for everyone to see, I think the viewership for that game must have been pretty high, um, but there was a lot of really great stuff that he put on uh, on video of, of what he can do as a quarterback, you know, the, the angle throws, uh, being able to um, – 
uh, throwing different arm angles to get around defenders, throwing on a move, moving the pocket a little bit, you know, being able to uh, sneak out of the pocket. And the other part was hitting the check down when the check down was, was, was there. You know, there's, <clears throat> there was a lot of really good stuff there. And I, uh, I think probably the biggest thing that I got out of it was some of the play calling that, you know, you're down with Aaron Jones. So the four weeks prior to that, when Aaron Jones wasn't on the field, or at least the one or two games when he was playing during that losing skid was, how are they going to win without Aaron Jones on the field? You know, and they were able to, uh, you know, get the downhill running from uh, that they needed. And then also to replace Aaron Jones on some of the outside stuff, they started running more uh, Jane Reed on the uh, end arounds and, and jet sweeps. So that's really good stuff to see that the uh, offensive staff was uh, dialed in and, and ready to make some moves that needed to be made in order to be competitive. Uh, I the, the play calling looked to be more, uh, how do I say, trustworthy uh, of Jordan Love. And I know Matt LaFleur alluded to that after the game, but it was kind of like, you know, if Matt LaFleur is going to tell him, hey, just just rip it, just let it go, then you got to kind of call the plays to that same extent, right? And it looks like that's exactly what he did. For sure. You know, the, I mean, heck, the first play of the game, they throw the ball downfield and it's completed. That was, uh, that was a huge milestone, you know, because – how many of those don't get completed during the course of the, the last like, 10 games prior to yeah. that? So, yeah, it was, it was uh, interesting. And, you know, and I really liked the, uh, the get the ball out quick stuff. I liked all that. I mean, listen, Jordan Love is really he's – a, he's a good quarterback at throwing the, the slants, all of the crossing stuff. I mean, he's, he's as good as anybody, right? But the one part that you can kind of – the hole in his game, and it's still kind of there. It still is there. Let's just face it. It's, the, you know, the vertical. So – they're going to have to, you know, they, that should get better over time. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to get better over time. And um, I, I really liked the way that they were utilizing Watson. You know, okay, he's not going to be a 50-50 jump ball guy. That much is probably clear at this point. But, hey, let's throw some slants to him. Let's throw some crossers to him. Let's get the ball in his hand so that he can utilize the talent that God gave him and let him go out and play. You know, so instead of putting him in a position where, hey, we want you to run by everybody, but we may not get you the ball. So try and go up for a 50-50 pass. Not a really good uh, winning uh, uh, scenario that they've put together pre- previous to this game. So it's really uh, the play calling I thought was, was, was really good. It's been there. You just got to remember, you know, last, even last week and the week before, there was a lot of drops that end drives. And those, you know, drives could turn into points that, no, now you're punting. So spectacular on offense. I thought the offensive line played really well to be able to keep Aiden Hutchinson out of there. No sacks. That's that's pretty good for that front. So let me go back to the the question we had going into the game. We had two weeks of progress. Obviously, they go in and they just put it on Detroit, creating turnovers. Because statistically, you look at the game and Detroit should have won the game. But the turnovers are what dictated the, the win for the Packers, and we all know that, and the Packers executed the minute they got the ball back, and it was fantastic. Is this team, in your mind, then ascending, or are you still, like a lot of us, going, I wonder what this team actually is? Well, I, I think if you look from, you know, throw week one out of there, you go from week two on, there have been a lot of improvements. Are they ascending? Are they a playoff team? I, I highly doubt it. I mean, they got six games left. Um, chances of winning all six of those are probably slim and none. There's going to be a game, might be this week, might be next week, week after, where something bad is going to happen. Jordan Love's going to throw two or three picks. 
something bad's going to happen and they're not going to win. And does that mean you, that you got to throw everything that they put on tape the last three weeks out with, the, with the, you know, can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I, I think, I don't know if I would say they're ascending, I will say they're improving. And I don't see those as the same, um, the same, you know, ascending team is, um, you know, someone, I guess I would say, that even though Detroit's had a, a few hiccups here, I'd say they're an ascending team. You know, they're, they got eight wins and, and they're coming from the ashes of a really bad stretch here. Uh, I would say the Packers are improving incrementally that they should be doing and they're on, on schedule. Some might say they're above schedule or ahead of schedule. I'm not ready to say that. I just think they're on schedule and the, the, uh, young players are starting on uh, both offense and defense are starting to, to make plays that they're expected to be making uh, at this point in the season. So I, they're improving. The, uh, with 17 guys on the injured list and many of the starters not even playing in that contest, should we look at this as a bigger win than it actually was? No, not at all. Because when you look at the, the amount of guys that were hurt and while the, uh, um, the, the Packers went out both offensively and defensively and, pay, and played, you should be able to to go out there and win barring the loss of your quarterback, right? I mean, if you don't have your quarterback, you know, now it's a, it's a big win. Uh, but with your quarterback and with most of the pieces in place, I, I see it as it's good. Cause, okay. So, so take Savage, Rudy, uh, Rudy Ford and take uh, uh, Josh Owens, and the young kid Johnson, put them in a bag, pick two of them out. Are they any different? I would say no. They're, right. they're, they're the four of the same guys. There's, there's probably none of them are stars. None of, you know what I mean? You know, the secondary. Well, you can sit in zone and you know, hopefully you, you do okay and, and kind of take your take your lumps. Um, but then on the offensive side of the ball, not I think the one there that uh, you circle is Aaron Jones. Oh, you know, how do they win without that? But you know, smartly they put the ball in, you know, it was the first game, the very first game that they needed to put the ball in Jordan Love's hands and say, you, the offense goes through you, not Aaron Jones. And you know what? He came out and performed. And that's a big deal because when you are going to put your game on your quarterback and say, win the game, the offense is coming off of your hand, even though a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks that leave how many quarterbacks without a running game, without a superstar receivers can go out and win games. Not many. So right. I thought that was probably the takeaway from the weekend or from the, from the game on Thursday was this was the first time that Jordan Love was said, you have got to win this ball game. You're not, you don't have Aaron Jones. You're your top runner who has proven to be when he's on the field, the Packers are more effective on offense, go out and win the game. And he showed that he could do it. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, I want to ask you about uh, this coming Sunday night. Uh, obviously, a primetime game. You've got a premier quarterback coming into Lambeau Field. A lot of eyes going to be on this one because the Packers opened eyes against Detroit. What, what, do we, what do you expect or what do you want to see out of this game? Win or lose, what do you want to see out of this contest? Continued improvement and keep the game close. So, the, so for me, the biggest of the two things is going to be A, of what you asked, well, what can the defense hold hold the fort? Can they keep that offense? Now they're hurt. Talk about a team that's hurt, got injuries. I mean, they're hurt. Their wide receiver group is really depleted. I mean, I think those guys, are, and they got rid of MVS. So, 
you know, they're really depleted on that side of the ball. So everything is going to be on that quarterback. And the defense can keep those guys to 20 points. I think that's a really good spot for them to be in, you know. So I, I think this game is all about the defense and not letting Mahomes run all over. And I'm not so worried about his about him throwing the football as I am about Mahomes running the football because he's not a, he's not going to just take off and run. He's going to wait and wait and wait. And when your secondary is halfway down to the end zone, and now there's a big gap between your off between the line of scrimmage and your first line of defenders, which is probably going to be 10, 15 yards outfield, he's going to go get that. You know, he has he shown through his career that he's going to go pick up those 10, 15-yard runs to keep drives alive. So that, is to me, is, the, is going to be the factor in the ballgame, is can they stop that happening? I'm not afraid of them throwing the football. I'm not afraid of them running the football. I'm afraid of Mahomes running the football in passing downs when the secondary is, you know, on their horses and running backwards. Are they going to keep a linebacker or two linebackers at shallow depth to be able to stop that because that's what's going to keep drives alive. You know, I don't think he has a strong enough receiving core. I don't think, you know, he's got, he's got Kelsey, but that's about it. Um, and the running game has not proven to be very effective. So I believe it's going to, it's going to come down to, you're going to have to keep Mahomes corralled in and offensively just don't drop the football and they're going to be fine. I think, you know, if they can score 21 to, to 28 points, I think they win the ball game. If it's, uh, if they can't score 28 or 21 points, somewhere in that range, 24 probably, I don't think they have a chance. But it's all going to be reliant on that defense being able to stop Mahomes from running the football. Eric, always good stuff, my friend. I'll see you at Lambeau coming up on Sunday night, and we'll talk again next week, okay? Yeah, rest up. It's a long ride home after that game. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> be good. Thanks. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. There you go. That's Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes. want to remind you, our friends at the Sunset Grill, they've got a good gift idea for you. They said, look, you purchase a $100 gift card. They're going to give you a $25 gift card for free. Let me say it again. Right there on Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee, Sunset Grill says purchase a $100 gift card, and they will give you a $25 gift card for free. They got that going on right now. Makes a great stocking stuffer, especially for people that live out in the Lake Country area. Sunset Grill, uh, fast becoming an, an incredibly popular spot. That's Sunset Grill, Pewaukee, right on Prospect Avenue. Stop in, pick up your $100 gift card, and get a $25 gift card for free. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com.
Looking maybe to uh, get out, enjoy yourself, a little holiday fun, New Year's Eve fun. Potawatomi Hotel Casino, they have something for everybody. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. The Rock and Brews is open. They've got all kinds of different restaurants. Uh, the 360 Bar in the middle of the place, and obviously the hotel, which is fantastic. So if you're just looking for a uh, all-under-one-roof night out, that's the great place to go. Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. And thanks to them for being such a big part of the program. Certainly appreciate it. Um, the... I'm just kind of going through a lot of the different emails here. Um, and this is this is from John. John just says, uh, he says, a lot of people are getting up on Jordan Love, and that's great because fandomonium is starting to run wild in Green Bay again, and we're not going to see a lot of empty seats this coming Sunday night. But let's not forget, this team did not look good up until a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's all coming together, and maybe they're just hitting at the right time. Or maybe they just got lucky against some good teams and bad teams, he says. Uh, he says, but I think Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback, quarterback, not a great quarterback. So for the people that are pointing the finger saying, I told you so, hold your water. Um, John, we'll, we'll expound upon that when we come back. I got some more emails that I want to get to as well. We got two hours down. We got two more hours yet to go. I, 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 I think, um, and I'll get into that. Let's do this. We'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I got a lot more to get to. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.